Welcome back to lesson three, rituals and your morning routine. This is a powerful one. Do not skip this. Do not move ahead. It's so, so, so important. And write this down to begin with. You never really learn to value your rituals until you stop doing them. Now that is a quote from one of my best friends in the world. His name is Jim Wall, incredible human being, one of my peers and just an incredible soul. You do not learn to value your rituals until you stop doing them. What do you, what do I mean by that? Have you ever noticed that let's say you're really into exercise or nutrition and then you kind of go on a bender and you stop the habits of exercise or drinking, uh, you know, your smoothie or whatever it is. And right away, you're fine, right? Right away, it doesn't seem to bother you. You're still good. But gradually over time, it's like an insidious poison that creeps up and you wake up one day and you're like, who am I? Because the rituals that will make you incredible and make this drive fast and fun and exciting, they're incredibly easy to do, but they're incredibly easy not to do. And so my goal is to show you to value your rituals before you stop doing them so that that problem never happens, okay? Write this down. Your life is a reflection of your rituals and what you ritualize will become a habit, right? So what do I mean by ritual? A ritual is something that you have an emotional attachment to doing on a regular basis. That's a ritual. Your life is a reflection of the things that you have an emotional attachment to doing on a regular basis. When you ritualize something, it becomes an automatic habit, which means it's entered your subconscious mind. It's officially a part of you. But what most people do is they ritualize things that don't truly serve them. They ritualize social media because they think another notification means they got a message. And so it meets their need for significance, right? What do you ritualize? Do you ritualize social media? Do you ritualize news media? Think about the consequences of that. If you ritualize social media, what does that mean? It means that you have an emotional attachment to doing it regularly, right? So if you ritualize social media, nothing against social media, it's a beautiful tool, but if it consumes your day, what that's doing is you are then ritualizing fear, comparison, and doubt. And if you ritualize fear, comparison, and doubt, you're flooding your subconscious mind with fear and comparison and doubt. And whatever comes in your eyes and ears comes out your mouth. What about news media? If you are flooding your mind with news media, you are flooding your mind with negativity. We'll talk more about that in a, a little bit later of a lesson. But news media is not meant to inform you. It used to, not anymore. If you think about media companies, media companies' job is to make money for the shareholders. That's what a media company's job is. And what they've studied over the years is what gets more clicks, what gets more eyeballs. So media companies are paying for eyeballs. Guess what sells the most? Fear. Think about this, what's gonna get more clicks? Six puppies rescued or six puppies slaughtered? Right, and that's a horrible example, but you get the point, right? People are gonna look at, oh no, what happened to the puppies? And that's what we flood our mind with and we literally ritualize fear and doubt and negative emotions in our body. So what do you ritualize? Do you ritualize things that will put gas in your tank? Do you ritualize things that will make this drive towards your big dreams easier and faster? Or do you set up the game to make it hard to do that? See, we need to take a look at do we have a proactive life or a reactive life? 
if you are living in reaction to the world around you, that means that everything is always catching back up, playing defense. It's, oh, this happened, I'm going to react. But a proactive life is all about anticipation, right? So if you're going through your day and you're ritualizing, regularly practicing fear, regularly practicing consumption of comparison, then what happens? You're not basing your rituals on the life you want to create. And your life is a reflection of your rituals. If you look at someone that's super fit and super healthy, you know what their rituals are. You can see they work out regularly. It's obvious by the way that their body looks and you get rewarded in public for what you practice in private. Most people live a reactive life, meaning they're ritualizing things that are not based on where they want to be. We need to live a proactive life. Take a look at where we're going and ask ourselves, what rituals will help us lead there? So we want to set ourselves up to win. And one of the greatest ways to prime yourself to feel amazing is to start your day with morning rituals that make you feel alive. And you've heard so many things about morning routines. You've heard like you got to do the, the journaling and the affirmations and all that stuff. And you got to make sure you get up at 5 a.m. and be part of the 5 a.m. club and all these things. I'm going to teach you a completely different way to look at it that will change your life forever. I first want you to evaluate how you start your day. What do you start your day? How I used to, actually before I get into that, how you start your day is so important. Do you wake up and scroll your phone? And if you do, think about what you're ritualizing. Comparison. Do you wake up and just immediately go take care of the kids? What are you ritualizing? You're ritualizing that you come second. And if you come second, you can't actually take care of your kids in the right way. So, how you start your day will tell you a lot about if you're going to make faster progress towards your dreams. How I used to teach morning routine was very, very rigid. And if I'm looking back on this now, especially after having a child, it's changed the way that I view morning routine. I used to teach that, you know, you get up at this time and at, I'm making these numbers up, at 5 a.m. you wake up, at 5.05 you take your pre-workout energy drink, you know, at 5.15, you begin your meditation. At 5.27, you start exercising. And then you get done with exercise at 5.57 a.m. And at 6 a.m., you hop in the shower. And 6.10 a.m., you go and you do your meditation. And then at 6.20 a.m., you go and you read your personal development book for 30 minutes. And at 6.50 a.m., you go and, you know, send love to other people and all this stuff. And it was this, this rigid, have to get it done a certain way type of mindset. And I used to be able to do that. And then I had a child and I realized, wow, what I'm teaching does not align with what will serve people in the best way. Now that works for someone if they're living in a state of perfection and like that structure of always having it that way. But the challenge is that people that have their morning routine structured that day aren't doing it for the purpose of morning routine. They're doing it because they think if they can map it out and complete it, it will make them feel good. And so I'll explain what that means. Take a look at the purpose of a morning routine. If you have your morning routine set up in the same way I just described with all that rigidity and you need to check the boxes, then you are making the mistake of having your morning routine be about completing your morning routine. The purpose of a morning routine is not to complete the morning routine. Let me repeat that. The purpose of a morning routine is not to complete the morning routine. If you are basing your morning routine success on if you were able to do it, 
then you're doing it wrong. Because what is the percentage chance that your kids are going to come in and interrupt you or wake up before they normally do or have something go on with your partner or whatever it is, miss your alarm or, you know, work demands. What's the likelihood that something like that's going to happen? Extremely high. So if your objective of a morning routine is to complete the morning routine, you're actually setting yourself up to start your day in frustration and fear and perfection. Is that true for you? Do you do it to check the boxes? And what most people do when they're living in this stage is they'll actually write things in their journal that they already did so they can check it off. The purpose of a morning routine is not to complete it. The purpose of a morning routine is to feel alive so that you have the energy and alignment to go after your biggest dreams. That's the purpose of a morning routine, to feel alive. And so let me ask you a question. Can you feel alive in a three-hour morning routine? where you exercise and meditate and write and journal and do personal development and all this stuff? Of course you can. Can you also feel alive in practicing appreciation, deep appreciation for the wonderful things in your life for three minutes? Of course you can. The number of days that I complete my morning routine is zero. Zero days where I complete everything that I wanted to do in my morning routine. But what I do is I set it up strategically so that no matter where I end it, I'm fulfilled and alive because I get interrupted all the time. Just like I'm sure you have. I've paused this recording <laughs> because of interruptions. So <laughs> it's literally how life goes. And so the consequences of focusing on completion and perfection leaks into everything that you do. Think about it with your marriage. If you wake up and you don't get your morning routine done, and you're stressed about it. How do you treat your partner? How do you treat your kids? What type of energy do you bring to your business? It's a limited energy, but if you do it from the perspective of my goal is to feel alive and energetic, then what happens? You bring alive and energetic into your marriage, your business, your kids, all that stuff. So I, I wanna just caution a couple mistakes with morning routine. A lot of people say, well, my, I need my life to change first. I need more order once I get here and have this time and less jobs and all this stuff. That's when I'll focus on this. Well, that's backwards. That's saying once I have, then I'll do, so I'll be. That's the worried perfectionist mindset. We wanna be, do, have, right? I wanna have more time, so what I already be doing, I'd have a routine, great. Who do I need to be now? Intentional. Another thing that people make the mistake of doing is including too much in their morning routine and saying I need to get all of this done in order to feel alive. Those conditional rules or beliefs aren't serving you. So let's simplify this. Let's simplify our morning routine. I'm gonna teach you something called the six C's of a morning routine, okay? Consumption, closed eye, change your state, create your day, claim your truth, and celebration. I'll go through each of these briefly so you can kind of see what I mean. But I want you to see these six C's as a buffet. If you are going to a buffet that has amazing food, Depending on your appetite that day and what you have going on that day, you'll select different foods from the buffet, right? Someday you might want more vegetables. Someday you might want more potatoes. I guess potatoes are vegetable. But you get the point, right? Some days you want more of one thing than the other. Well, some days your kids wake up earlier or have something going on. Some days you have a busy work call schedule, right? And some days there's less time. Some days you have absolutely nothing going on and you can have the whole buffet, and so I want you to see it as a buffet based on your appetite and based on what you're hungry for that day, 
you can select and place the things on your plate to consume. Does that make sense? So let's go into each of these. The first category, the first buffet item is consumption. Leaders are readers. So Jim Rohn always said, miss a meal, but don't miss reading. Consumption, you could also substitute audiobooks or this course material. Consumption is a beautiful way because you're flooding, the, flooding your mind with skills and mindsets of people that have what you want. That's a beautiful way to start your day because you start to think in terms of possibility of what they've created. You literally get to enter successful people's beliefs when you consume positive material that's been written by them or recorded by them. You get to enter their beliefs. And if you enter their beliefs and you practice it enough times, it becomes your own and then you create similar results. So consumption of a book, of a course, of, you know, audio book, audible, whatever it is, that's one of the C's, consumption. The second C is closed eye. What I mean by closed eye is instead of just jotting down in your journal three things you're grateful for, that's not a bad thing, but if you're grateful for three minutes and then upset for 23 hours and 57 minutes, it doesn't really do much for you, right? A closed eye process rewires your subconscious mind for success because you're literally going out of the conscious. You're, you're actually programming your mind differently. And so if you have five minutes of heartfelt appreciation for beautiful memories of your life or closing your eyes and visualizing your ideal future and living in the feelings of your wishes, those would be amazing examples of closed eye processes you could do. So you have your four dreams. You could close your eyes each morning and visualize them as real with the emotion of if they are done or step into a state of deep appreciation for your life. That's an example of a closed eye process. I'll take you through some a little bit later in this program, but that's an option you can select. Maybe going through and visualizing and appreciating as part of your closed eye process, but that's closed eye. The next category is change your state. So remember physiology, focus and language. I like to focus on physiology in the morning. I might do five or 10 minutes of yoga exercise and a workout might be a great way to do it. Maybe it's like Wim Hof breathing or something like that, oxygenating your blood and your body. Maybe it's uh, something as simple as meditating. That's changing your state as well. It's also closed eye, but changing your state is a great way to feel alive to start your day. Next way is create your day. Now, what does this mean? plan your day. And we'll talk more about that in, I believe, lesson eight or nine in this module about productivity. There's a way to do it that actually serves you instead of just writing everything that you need to do down. To-do lists will kill your productivity. We'll talk about more of that later. And I know that that probably made you, don't worry, I got you. Create your day is focusing on the outcomes of the day and the action steps that will get you there. And planning your day based on your meetings and all that stuff is a beautiful way to prime your day to feel organized and alive. The fifth way is claim your truth. What does that mean? Maybe that's incantation. I am successful. I am worthy. And you're saying with all of who you are with emotion so that it becomes part of you. Your affirmations with intensity will actually stick. That might be how you claim your truth. You affirm with power and intensity who you are. And the final way is celebration. Celebration of who you are, how you add value, and what you did accomplish. When you celebrate yourself, you're priming yourself to feel worthy and alive. And when you feel worthy and alive, you tend to get more done, don't you? And so we have all of these beautiful things that most morning routine concepts are bucketed into. I guess you can consider journaling not part of that, but you can include that in anything that you want. That can be part of it as well. It's still the theory is, is on point. So based on the day that you have, you want to select the most important of those six first. 
Because that way, if you get interrupted, which you will, especially if you have kids, when you get interrupted, you still feel progress. You still feel alive because you did the most important thing for you. And then anything else is just gravy. And you can get that done in three minutes. You don't need an hour and a half to feel alive. It can take literally three minutes. So ask yourself, what's your biggest goal? What would you already be doing actions if you had that goal? Who do you need to be today so that your actions would be automatic so you can achieve the goal? And then which of those C's should come first in your morning routine? Think about what would happen if you viewed your morning routine that way. Doesn't it kind of let yourself off the hook? You don't have to complete it. I complete my morning routine zero days. There's zero days where I get all six of the C's in. But I get the most important ones in for that day. If I have a crazy call scheduled that day, maybe it's create your day comes first. If it's where I've been a little bit stressed with what's going on in work and I haven't been mastering my emotions very well, maybe it's a closed eye process. But you get to decide. So remember, the purpose of a morning routine is not completion. The purpose of a morning routine is to feel alive. And you can do that in three minutes, you can do that in three hours. Let go of the perfection and the checklist mindset with your routine. Then you get to ritualize things that proactively set yourself up to move towards these dreams faster. When you go after your productivity mastery skills later in this module, you'll be primed to be able to go after them with everything that you've got. Remember, your life is a reflection of what you choose to ritualize. And how you start your day is the very best way to make sure that you are alive and on fire to create your dreams. Hope that this served you today. Make sure you do the workbook exercise to really lock this in and decide what yours are in your morning routine. Share in the private community about any aha moments or light bulbs. Ask me questions in office hours. Happy to serve you there. Keep the progress going. And always remember, you're just one insight away from a radically different life. I'll see you in the next lesson.